Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is pretty picky about his candy. His name is Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's a little foreshadowing for what we got uh, going on later in the episode. Um, I wouldn't call myself picky. I would just say that I have a high level of taste. I think that's a better way to put it. Another man with a very high level of taste, um, as I would put it, would be Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brandon. Actually, I would say I would call it picky. You are the definition of picky because I'm picky, and you might be pickier than I am, which I think is kind of hard to do. Um, so I wouldn't say that you have a high level of taste. I would say that you just are extremely picky in pretty much anything that you do. You know, Ben, I thought I'd dish out a nice compliment. I'd say you have a high level of taste. And, uh, you know, you'd throw it back at me. You'd say, you know, you do have a high level of taste. But instead, you go on the negative route. Well, I have no problem. But, I mean, I'm picky. I know that. But, like, you're just even pickier than I am somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's Regardless just of facts. all of that, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. Um, but uh, we, we have a fun episode planned today. So let's, let's start it right off. Big news. We have that Bill O'Brien, the Texans GM and, of course, head coach, has been fired. Um, to me, this is long overdue. I do not like Bill O'Brien as a head coach. But Trevor, let's get some of your thoughts on the uh, firing and kind of the Texans moving forward. Yeah, um, so with Bill O'Brien, I mean, I don't think he's a great coach um, by any means. I mean, the Texans are a team the past couple of years where they've they've been in the playoffs, but they've been kind of an early uh, exit, you know, when they've gotten there. They did happen to win one game in the playoffs this past year, but... Um, you know, they're usually an early exit if they do make the playoffs. They have some pretty talented, um, you know, pieces. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. They have, uh, obviously, we, we know the big trade, um, DeAndre Hopkins, who was, was given away, a very bad trade. And it, it kind of seemed like very it was going to be a matter of time unless the Texans somehow, like, went 12-4 and this year, which was always going to be unlikely. Um, so I, I think it was a matter of time. I think... Uh, basically the, the Texans, you know, kind of ownership just needed like a good reason to get rid of them and starting 0-4 was that reason. Now, I do think that uh, one thing to point out here is that the Texans have, have had a pretty tough schedule these first four games. They faced two of the better team, two of the best teams in the NFL, the Chiefs and the Ravens in the first two games, and then they went at Pittsburgh and home against Minnesota. I think all four of those teams are going to win like at least six or seven games, um, and, and the Chiefs and Ravens are probably both going to win at least 12. So uh, they did have a tough schedule, but nevertheless, you can't start off 0-4. Um, you can look at statistics. I'm sure they show that you know, it's very rarely where a team can start 0-4 and make the playoffs. So I think, you know, I think they saw enough and, you know, they made the decision here to get rid of Bill O'Brien. And it was probably the right one, obviously, uh, given that, you know, trade was just inexcusable. Yeah, 100%. Ben, any last thoughts on Bill O'Brien before we move on? I actually, I do not hate Bill O'Brien as a coach. I don't think he's a good coach by any means. Um but I don't think he's a bad coach. I guess I should take that back. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he he can be a good coach. Um, and like Trevor said, their first four games were brutal. I mean, other than the, the Vikings, who have been a little yeah. bit unimpressive this year. I mean, their first three games were the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Those are th- maybe the top three uh, teams in the AFC. So um, their first three games were yeah. brutal. I do think it was maybe a little bit of a stretch just to fire him this early in the season. I get it, you're 0-4, and that's probably not acceptable, especially with the team they have. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think... Early in the season, I, I think it was a little unnecessary to fire him this early, but it is what it is. Again, I'm not the one making that decision. There's people making way more money than I am to make that decision for me, so maybe it is a good decision. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, it's to me, not the best coach of all time. We'll see what how they move forward with Romeo Cornell. But 
let's move on. Uh, we got uh, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, who announced for the NFL draft he is leaving um, NDSU this season. Um, he's a protected top five pick. Really, really great player. I love Trey Lance. I think he's a great runner, um, and he's very accurate with his passing. He's got to get more accurate with his downfield passing, but I'm very, very impressed with Trey Lance, and I do expect him to be very good. I think this will be a very, very, very good quarterback class, of course, with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and potentially even more. I'm very excited to see how those players you know, roll out and what teams they go to in the upcoming draft. But you know, it's interesting that he backed out. He's only played in 17 games. Um, obviously, it would have been more if he played this season. This is his junior season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see, you know, kind of how it works out, especially since he broke all these records that Carson Wentz um, held at NDSU. Uh, Trevor, just a, a couple thoughts um, on Trey Lance uh, committing. I don't know how much you know quite about him, um, but it's, it's very, very interesting to see. Yeah, so I've really just seen, you know, a couple highlights. It definitely seems like he's a very talented player and his ability to run and throw as well. I mean, we're seeing more and more. Uh, you know, the past five, ten years, we're getting more dual threat quarterbacks. You know, you can't just like stand the pocket and and just you know, you know, you got to be more mobile now in today's NFL because uh, it's evolving. You know, it's same. It's kind of similar to how in the NBA we see the NBA evolving. Obviously, three point shooting. You know, not a lot of mid range in the NFL. We're also getting. Uh, kind of an evolving league with you know more dual threat quarterbacks and, and stuff like that. So it seems like Trey Lance is a very talented uh, prospect, um, and it'll be interesting to see you know how he does in NFL. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see how he does. I, I think he'll he'll start very early in his career. It'll be really really fun to watch him. But very short small talk today. Not not an enormous amount to talk about. I'm sure you know kind of when all the conferences start up we'll start talking a little bit more about college football we'll get more into it but let's get into randomly ranked or excuse me let's uh, get into small talk trivia first before we get randomly ranked um trevor what is the score of small talk today so the score is 36 to 32 you have a four point lead this might be your biggest Ooh. lead i don't remember but it, it might be it's it's definitely up there so why don't i start with the question today so uh lebron if he wins the the, the lakers are up three to two as you know if he wins he will win his, uh, his, it'll be his, what is it, fourth championship, but it'll be his one with three different teams. He's now, will have one with three different teams. So my question is this, how many players have won with at least three different teams? And we'll include LeBron in this conversation if they win. Okay. Including LeBron. So okay, saying, so. Well, the question is pending that the Lakers win. So saying the Lakers win, LeBron will be one of how many players that have won th- at least three championships? Okay, so teams, so the answer is going to be a number of players. So it's how many players yes. have won the championship with three different teams, including LeBron, assuming that they get this, which he might not. But yep. uh, nevertheless, uh, so LeBron, that, that, if he gets it, that's that would be one right there. Uh, now trying to think of other guys... You have, um, so let's see, Kawhi has it with two. He doesn't have it with three. Uh, we have Danny Green. So Danny Green has two. He would also have three, but we're not going to count him because he only has it with two teams, well, I believe. So, okay, okay. I got I to gotta put you a little bit in the right direction because you got it right. Uh, we're saying Our, the Lakers win in this scenario. Okay, so count count Danny Green then too? Yes, that, that was kind of the little sneaky part of the question if you were to get Danny Green. So you okay. got Danny Green. So it's going to be at least two. I'll give you that. Just because I don't want... I, you right, got you right. got it. You just were, were pointing in the right direction. I wanted to point you in the right direction. Okay, so I'll count Danny Green then, too. That's two. Um, Rondo, this would be his 
second team that he would win with, so I can't count him. He he just has the Celtics um, as his other one. Um, and then for the Lakers, I believe that's it. So then, you know, thinking of other players, you have, um, I mean, like Andre Iguodala, he just has with the Warriors, I believe. Um, let's see. I mean, like Robert Horry is one player that comes to my mind. He has like a lot of championships in general. He has like seven or eight of them. Um, so I think there's a good chance he has it with three different teams. I know he has at least one with the Spurs and he has at least one with the Lakers. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head who that third team would be, but I think he might have it with three different teams. It's just hard to remember who that other team would be. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. So other guys that could have done it with three different teams. Um, hmm. Yeah, so a lot of the guys, yeah, Robert Horry, I think, is definitely a candidate. Derek Fisher, I think his were just with the Lakers, I think. Yeah, because he didn't win with OKC, so I think his were with the Lakers. Um, who else could I even think of? Um, man. So I have two with three different teams. This is going to be tough. I feel like there's not. I feel like there's not a lot of them. Like I think it's got to be less than five, I think. But I think Robert Horry might be a third one. And I'm just trying to think of other guys with a lot of championships. I mean, obviously Bill Russell, all of his were with the Celtics. Sam Jones, same thing. Um, Robert Horry might. Ha- it might be Robert Horry. Um, but man, it's oh, hard. We got a final answer here. Yeah, it's hard to think of anyone else. Um, so including LeBron and. Green, that gives me two, and then it's just how many more after that. I'm going to end up saying that there is, uh, I feel like there's an extra one that you're just, that, that's going to get me, but I don't know if I'm going to throw in a random hey, extra one. If that's your gut feeling, go with your gut feeling then. Um, I'm going to say there's four. I'm going to I'm gonna say there's four. I'm going to say Final Robert Horry might be a third, and then there's another fourth one I just can't think of. I'm going to say there's four. That's my answer. Final answer. You, you, you submitting it? Yeah. Uh, so, before I say the final answer, Ben, did you have any guesses at this question? No, I didn't have any guesses. I, I Robert Horry I've heard of, so I would have probably guessed him. Um, and then, like Trevor said, LeBron and Danny Green. And then there's probably, yeah, there's probably like one or two more. I probably would have just, just guessed like five, just assuming that there was, you know, like one or two that I had no idea who they were. Mm-hmm. Somebody from like the 60s or 70s or something. But, I, I mean, I would have guessed just like yeah. Trevor, probably four or five. So... You, you know you got two right, because it, it would be Danny Green and LeBron. Right. Um, you actually did get the third one right, the person itself, too. Robert Horry is correct. Okay. He is one with Houston, Los Angeles, Houston. Lakers, and San Antonio. Okay. And then we got one more player also, John Sally, who has four championships, one with Detroit, Chicago, and L.A. And yeah. the final answer was four, Trevor, so you will oh. be getting the point today. I am awesome. very impressed with that effort. That was, John that Sally. was quite okay. amazing. All right. yeah, uh, John Sally played in the 80s and 90s, it looks like. Honestly, yep. his last season was in the early 2000s, too, so it makes sense. Um, awesome. So it actually was not any super-duper old players. Um, so, Trevor, great job there. I'm very, very impressed with that. So why don't we hear your question for today? Yeah, I, I needed that one bad. Okay, so here is my question. My question uh, relates to the NBA Finals specifically, which, uh, just like yours. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is, um, who is the leader in steals in the NBA Finals. So the person who, the player who has the most steals all time in the NBA Finals. Okay, so the player that has the most steals in the NBA Finals, just to, just to confirm. 
Yes. Right? Yeah, correct. And just in the finals. Just in the finals. Okay, so here's the thing. I think it's LeBron. I'm like not 100% sure, but I think it's LeBron. There's two other players it could potentially be in my mind, and that is Pippen and Magic. But I think it's LeBron. And if it's not LeBron, then he's going to be super close. So I, I'm just going to go with LeBron because I'm pretty sure it's LeBron. I know he's – I'm pretty sure he's the fi- or the uh, playoff leader, I think. But if it's not him, it's going to be Pippen or John- Magic, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to go with LeBron as my final answer. But if I'm wrong, it's going to be one of those two guys. I'm almost 100% confident in the fact that it's one of those three guys. But I'm going to go with LeBron because, I mean, honestly, it should just be LeBron if I'm wrong. So LeBron's <laughs> the final answer. Okay. So, LeBron in the finals actually has 92 steals, which is a lot. But there is one player who has more, and that is Is Magic Magic? Johnson. Yes, Magic Johnson has 102, so LeBron is 10 away from tying. Uh, Scottie Pippen was was actually, he was third with 67. So you got the top three, so that's that's (sighs) pretty solid, though. Pretty solid. I'll take that, though. I'll take that. That's a good defeat. Ben, do you think that's a good defeat? Um, it's not bad. You had an impressive answer. I'd, I'd still think that your question to Trevor was way harder than his question to you, but that's okay. I'll, it's okay. It's whatever. I mean, I'm just saying maybe your lead's a little bit discredited because it seems like usually your questions to Trevor are a little bit harder, but it's whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> All right, Ben. No one asked your opinion. Let's move on to our <laughs> next <right>. topic. <laughs> well, we have randomly ranked. Uh, this is where we take a completely random topic and rank it. Uh, we have an interesting one today. This is not going to be our favorite. It's not going to be our top ones. It's going to be our the most underrated candies, in our opinion. Now, we have a member of the podcast here who, for whatever reason, likes some of the worst candies of all time. So their opinion <laughs> is just going to kind of be out the window. Um, and uh, we all know here who that's going to be once you hear their answers, I'm sure, because we'll have some, some foo-foo answers, as some would say. So, you know, Ben, I want to start off with you, okay? What is your top three most underrated candies? Yeah, so this is hard, and I have three, but realistically, I don't really know what order they're in. Um, I have like a three, two, one, but realistically, I just think in general they're all, in my opinion, underrated candy. So I couldn't even tell you which one I like the most. Um, but I'll, I'll attempt to do that. Um, but again, I don't necessarily, I'm not gonna live or die by these, this, these, this order. But I'll just, I'll just go with the order I have. Uh, my number three is Lemonheads. I think Lemonheads are fantastic. I've only had them very few times in my life i probably haven't had them in probably five or six years but i still remember how awesome they are i still remember a lot about them which to me says a lot about how i feel about them um so that they're my number three i feel like you don't hear a whole lot of people talk about lemon heads um my number two is a take five we've talked about take five before i love take five i remember the first time i ever had one my mom brought home it and she told me there was this candy called take five and i literally remember saying i have no idea what that is and i tried it and it was fantastic i love take five i feel like it doesn't get a whole lot of love but it definitely deserves um some love and my number one is a candy called Goobers. And what Goobers is, is basically it's just chocolate-covered peanuts. Um, I love chocolate-covered peanuts. I love peanuts in general. You add chocolate to them, it makes them even better. Um, I really don't hear anybody talk about Goobers or chocolate-covered peanuts in general. Um, if I were to go to a movie theater, and I know before on this podcast, you guys have ranked your favorite movie theater snacks, this would probably be in my top three. Um, just because chocolate-covered peanuts at a movie theater, for some reason, I just love them. I can't get enough of them. So that would probably be my number one. Okay. So, here's my top three, and I have an honorable mention today. Uh, the Lemonheads take is terrible, Ben. Okay? Let's just put that out there. Lemonheads are disgusting. Anything with lemons is disgusting. But let's, let's, let's get into some takes here, okay? My honorable mention, okay, is going to be 100 grand. 
100 grand is so good. I used to love these, kind of like my like teens. I loved eating 100 grand. We used to have some, and I used to sneak them in quite often. Number three, I'm going to go with Rolo. I don't know if any have either of you had Rolos. Yeah, I like Rolos. Yeah. They're good. They're, they're all right. I wouldn't. I don't think they're anything special. I I love Rolos. The caramel chocolate combination is a really really great one, and that that's a true caramel chocolate uh, combination. I used to volunteer. Um, and whenever I would volunteer, I'd always take that candy bar with me, and I loved Rolos. My number two is going to be a Take Five. Um, I recently got put on to Take Fives by my lovely mother, and even better than Take Fives is the Reese's Take Fives. Those are phenomenal. Highly recommend that candy. That one's like one of my favorite candies of all time, a Reese's Take Five. And then number one is um, it's another chocolate caramel combination, and it's Carmelo. Have either of you had Carmelo's? I think I it, have. But it's if been you a while. explain to me what it is, I might know what it is, but I need you to, to explain it. So it's a bar, but it comes in like little squares, like not really little, probably the size of like a, a maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter. And there's probably like four of them in the bar. And when you rip apart, the caramel will like drip out. It's kind of like if you've okay. ever had the Ghirardelli caramel squares, yes. the chocolate caramel squares. Yeah, where like kind of the caramel, it doesn't like, it's not like a liquid, but it kind of drips out a little bit and it's the best. It It's a little bit thicker than a Ghirardelli square and it's not as big, but it's so good. The caramel is so rich and creamy that it's so great. And Carmelo's is a top 10 candy bar in my opinion. Super underrated, no one talks about it. Trevor, I, I'm excited to hear your takes here, so why don't we hear a couple of them? All right, so you know this this kind of proposition of like most underrated candies, first of all, it was, it was kind of hard to figure out what candy is truly underrated because you have a lot of lists and it's hard to know like, okay, where are you getting your statistics from? Where's the data coming from? Like, how, mm-hmm. how do you get the numbers that say yeah, what's yeah, underrated? Like it. Um, but, but nevertheless, I kind of went like with my gut. I was like, I don't hear a lot about any of these three. And, and there's one in particular that I actually know that gets a lot of hate. There's a lot of memes but I'll, I'll, that, about how bad it is. So I'll get there. That's my number one, but I'll save that for last. Um, so number three, I'm going to start off with Sour Punch Straws. Now, Sour Punch Straws are an amazing sour candy. Like, we all know about, like, Sour Patch Kids, and they're, like, amazing and everyone loves them. And, and they're not quite as sour as Sour Punch Straws, obviously, but Sour Punch Straws are also very good, almost as good as Sour Patch Kids, but they just don't get enough love. Um, I don't see a lot of people getting them. I don't hear a lot about them, so that's why they're my number three. I think they're amazing. Um, good for movie theaters, good for, you know, uh, you know, just whenever you want candy. So that's my number three. Number two, um, I like Ben's take on the Lemonheads. That's my number two. I think Lemonheads, another candy, very underrated because not a lot of people talk about them. I don't see a lot of people with Lemonheads. Um, so Lemonheads is my number two. I think they're phenomenal. Now, number one, this 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 is going to be kind of the hot take here because I see a lot of hate that comes from a specific flavor of Starburst, and it's the Yellow Starburst. Uh, I have it number one. I think Yellow Starburst are actually very underrated because everyone hates them. Literally everyone hates them, and and it's for an unknown reason. I don't get what the hate is for Yellow Starburst. Now, I don't even think Yellow Starburst are the best flavor. I like pink a little bit better, honestly, but I think yellow are also very good, and I really just don't understand um, the memes and, you know, making fun of Yellow Starburst. I, I, I don't understand it. Brandon, can, can you give me, give me any kind of explanation about why people hate Yellow Starburst so much? Yeah, probably because they're bad. They don't taste good. <laughs> so that would be the, if I could think of any reason why people would say they're bad, 
probably because they're not good. That would be the one that, like, if I had to pinpoint one of the reasons, uh, that'd be the biggest one. Ben, you like Yellow Starburst kind of, though, right? Yeah, no, I I have no... I like all the Starburst flavors. I have no problem with Yellow Starburst. And, Brandon, your opinion's a little um, irrelevant, a little... Um, you know, like, it doesn't really that. matter just because... I can remember, and I remember this because I lived with you for three, four years, but there's certain uh, colors of Skittles you don't like. Because I remember you used to give me like half the Skittles that when you true. eat Skittles. So oh. your opinion's a little um, a little irrelevant. It doesn't really matter because you're just a, a wrong about a lot of things. It goes back to the intro. You're just picky about things that you probably really shouldn't be picky about. Um, so Trevor, don't read into too much of Brandon's you know hate for Yellow Star Wars because I think they're good. I agree with you on that take. Uh, you two are the only people on the internet who like Yellow Starburst. But you know what? If anyone has any ideas for me, like, please submit them in. Uh, we always have trouble coming up with ideas, and we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, but let's move on over to our main topic today. we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, but we're going to start off with the NBA Finals, which hopefully will end tonight by the time some of you guys are listening to this. You know, it comes out at 4 o'clock on Sunday, EST. Um, if you're in Trevor's time zone, that's 3 EST. Um, but... Well, it would... It, yeah, okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Yes, it would be three EST. Yeah. Good, yes. good job, Ben. Um, but hopefully some of you guys are listening to this on Monday, and LeBron James is crowned champion of the NBA once again. Um, but Trevor, let's get into some of this game. The Heat won by three. It was a thrilling game, especially at the end. Um, so I want to hear a lot of your thoughts. Duncan Robinson was insane. Jimmy Butler was lights out. LeBron played a great game, too. Anthony Davis a little bit hurt. What are some of your thoughts on this game? Yeah, so last time we talked, um, you know, we were, it was before game three, we were hoping, or I was hoping, I should say, I'm, I'm the Heat fan there, I was hoping that Bam Adebayo would return, I was pretty sure that Goran would not be coming back, but Bam I had hoped for that he would be back for game three, and he did not return in game three, however, the Heat still won that one somehow, Jimmy Butler was amazing, uh, he had a 40-point triple-double then in Game 4, another game that they had a chance at, even though Bam did not play in that one, just because the Lakers really did not look great in either Game 3 or Game 4. But the Lakers did win Game 4, and and it felt like a game we needed to win, absolutely. You know, you never want to go down 3-1. But in Game 5, um, you know, Bam, you know, he was he was back. Well, he did return in Game 4, but he was, you know, it, it felt like he was more at 100%, I think, in, uh, you know, this, this latest game, at least... You know, it's to some extent on the defensive end, but the Heat did squeeze out a win, 111 to 108, to push it to Game Six tonight. Now, in this game, I thought, I, you know, like first of all, I, I wasn't like, I don't know, I, I would the first half, I wasn't like super happy with it. I was just kind of like, all right, we're playing okay, like we're shooting pretty well, but I think we could still be doing better, like as far as like defensive rotations. I, I still think. We, and I think the main thing was we were making too many mistakes. I, I just thought we were missing, like, easy layups. You know, a couple of our, like, passes just weren't that great, and we were turning the ball over. But in the second half, especially the first quarter, fourth quarter, we kind of turned it on. Well, really, it was, it was the second half in general. I thought we looked better defensively. We looked very good, I thought, in the second half. And um, Jimmy Butler, obviously, he was fantastic. You know, him and LeBron were kind of going back and forth, trading buckets there in the last couple of minutes. Jimmy Butler finished with 35 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists, and five steals. And he also shot 58% from the field. And he, he, you know, he was great. Jimmy Butler, in order for us to win the series, Jimmy Butler essentially has to do this, like, two more times, it seems like. It seems like if, if Jimmy Butler can't have these crazy amazing finals performances then we're probably going to fall short so it seems like he might have to do it again or you know bam's going to really have to be uh 
pointing out one of the games that he had in the conference finals, which might require Anthony Davis to get in a little foul trouble. But I thought Jimmy was great. And on the other end, I got to give a shot to LeBron James. You know, of course, you know, whenever the Lakers lose, LeBron, you know, he's going to get a little criticism, you know, whether it's fair or not. You know, we, we know what happened with the Danny Green play. Um, LeBron made the absolute right play. As far as that was concerned, he was driving, drew two defenders, threw it right back to the top of key, wide open three. You know, it's a, it's a standard play that you make um, at, at any point in the game. You know, it's it was the right play. Danny Green happened to miss the shot. Uh, but LeBron was just amazing in this game. He had a 40-point triple, well, not a triple-double, but he had 40 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 71% from the field, which is insane. Um, shooting 71% in a finals game is absolute insanity. I You know, like... I don't understand how anyone can do that, especially because he shot 21 shots. It wasn't like he was, you know, shooting over 70% and he shot like four shots. Like he shot 21 shots and he made 15 of them. Uh, I think that's absolute insanity now. Um, I I think Anthony Davis, you know, it seems like... it seems like he has some kind of minor injury. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but people have been speculating about it. He didn't really look good in um, any of the last three games, I would say, in particular. Uh, game three, he was a little bit of a ghost. Game four, he really wasn't that great. And I think game five, he, he played better. Um, his numbers will say that he had a good game, but he just it looks different. I don't know. It's not the same dominant Anthony Davis that I saw in game one. Um, so I think that that'll be interesting moving forward, you know, kind of how Anthony Davis does. And I also want to point out that I think it is now clear after game five that if the Lakers win this series, that LeBron James will be the finals MVP. I think there was a debate about that in the first four games, but then after game five, I think LeBron definitely kind of, you know, got some separation. And now it seems pretty clear that he'll win the finals MVP unless Anthony Davis absolutely just goes berserk. Um, in, in this game six, or if there's a game seven, the last two games. So I think it's been a really interesting series, especially this game five was clearly the best game of the series. Um, I was happy about it and I'm hoping that we can somehow, uh, you know, pick up two more, but let's just focus on the one tonight. You know, it's just one win. That's our, that's our slogan. So go heat. Uh, so Trevor, would you, I have a question for you. Would you consider this kind of a win-win scenario no matter what? Cause you, I mean, you like LeBron, so you, I mean, obviously you want the Heat to win. I get that. That's your team. But, like, you wouldn't care if the Lakers win, correct? I mean, as far as, like, well, I'll say this. As far as expectations, I never expected the Heat to be in the championship in the first place. So I've already been, like, so happy, like, each step of the way that we've advanced. Like, as soon as we beat the Bucks, I was like, all right, we get to the conference finals. We're exceeding expectations. That's amazing. Then we got to the finals. So it's like... If we lose, I mean, I'll be a little upset because I wanted us to win and we, we had a chance. Obviously, whenever you have a chance, you know, you kind of want to make the most. But also, like, we, we weren't expected to win at all. Um, we're clearly, like, the less talent less talented team here. The Lakers have more talent. They have two of the five best players in the NBA. So, yeah, if, if the Lakers win, I will be happy for LeBron. I want to see him get a fourth ring. I want to see him catch Jordan, you know, to be frank. So... I wouldn't be too upset. Um, the Lakers are definitely the team. Out of any team that I would be okay with most being the Heat, it would be the Lakers. Yeah, 100%. So you made a lot of great points. I mean, LeBron was fabulous in the game. The people that are like, well, Jordan never passed. He literally infamously has passed twice to Paxton and Kerr. So I, I don't understand that at all. I'm not saying that Michael Jordan wasn't a great player. Michael Jordan did take a lot of final shots, and so was LeBron. Um, but like, the, there's people all that are like, LeBron should have never 
you know, pass that ball. He has to shoot. It, it was one on five. There was five guys within three feet of him. You pass the ball. Danny Green just didn't hit the shot, and that happens. And, like, I saw a tweet before we started about how Danny Green's gotten death threats. That's ridiculous. There's yeah. two more games in this series. The Lakers are more than likely to pull it off. Knock on wood. You know, I want them to pull it off. I want LeBron to win very, very badly. Um, but it, it, this game was so great. I mean, LeBron played great. Jimmy Butler is just so great. I mean, he he's unstoppable. I, I, I really enjoy watching Jimmy Butler a lot. This has just been a fun finals to watch. The players in these finals are very enjoyable. Um, I'm hoping Anthony Davis does turn around a little bit. It seems like these past, you know, one or two games haven't quite been his game particularly. He started off so hot. It seems like Spolster has had a really good game plan to kind of get the ball out of the middle or down low to Anthony Davis. But I'm really enjoying this series. I, I Obviously, I want the Lakers to pull it off. You know, it's getting a little close here. I think they will pull it off, but, you know, I, I hope for the best. I just want LeBron to win. Um, ben, any, any final thoughts here uh, before we move on to our final topic on the day? Yeah, so I mean, a big thing with watching, and obviously we, I mean, there's been three games this week since our last podcast, but a big thing specifically with the game, game five on Friday was I was just frustrated. It was frustrating to watch. Um, one, the Heat just played well. I mean, the Heat, obviously the Lakers are the better team and they're the favorite in the series as they should be, but the Heat are still a good team. Um, but, and of course, nobody thought they'd be in the finals, but I mean, there's a reason why they're in the finals because they're a good team and they played really, really well. And when you have somebody like Jimmy Butler putting up, what, 35 points in a game, 40 points in a game, that's hard to beat. Um, and like, for instance, Trevor referenced game three when the Heat um, basically were up, they, they looked like the better team the whole time because Jimmy Butler had, there was no answer for Jimmy Butler. The Lakers didn't have an option for Jimmy Butler. Um, so, I mean, at, at times the Lakers have looked like the better team in this series and there's been times where the Heat looked like the better team in this series, which is, I mean, that's, that's a good series. That's what you want. You want back and forth. But again, game five with LeBron, I mean, he scores 40 points. He shoots six of nine from three and he, you know, he's supposedly a bad three point shooter. That's just, I mean, you're just wasting a great game from LeBron James. It's really a shame that they couldn't pull out that game because LeBron played absolutely phenomenal. Um, and looking at the box score, I really didn't think Anthony Davis had that great of a game. And he ended up, I mean, he ended up shooting 20, or he ended up scoring 28 points and he had 12 rebounds. Um, and he shot 9 of 15 from the field. So realistically, on paper, he had a, he had a great game. But again, like Trevor said, it just, uh, he's got, obviously got something, uh, some injury. You know, he tweaked something in his ankle last game. Something just seems a little off. And maybe that's like what Brandon said. Maybe they just have a good game plan for him. Um, they, they matched him up pretty well. But one the one big thing I will say about the Lakers, and the one big thing I noticed, especially in this past game, Game 5, was their effort. They're just not giving a whole lot of effort, especially, especially on the boards, on uh, defensive rebounding. It just seems like they're not there. There's no effort. I can't tell you how many times the Heat have gotten these offensive rebounds that really they have no business getting because at times the Lakers yeah. are the much bigger team on the court. They have the bigger players. Um, and I just I just didn't see a whole lot of effort from the Lakers in multiple games in the series, which is a little concerning to me. Um, I would hope with you know Game Six now on the line, there's a lot on this game. I don't the Lakers definitely probably don't want to go to a Game Seven, even though they have LeBron in a Game Seven. Um, that's always an advantage. I really don't think the Lakers want to want to see this Heat team in a Game Seven. So I really do think the Lakers need 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 to close out this game tonight. Um, and I'm a little worried as as somebody that wants to see LeBron get this. Get this fourth ring. I'm a little worried just because the Heat have looked so, so good. And Eric Spolstra has done such an amazing job as advertised um, in this finals. He definitely has shown why the Heat are there and why they deserve to be there. So um, I'm glad it's somewhat of a series. I, I, I wouldn't have cared if the Lakers swept just because I want LeBron to, to win. Um, but I am glad that, like, for instance, like Trevor said, Game 5 was such a great game. It was an awesome game. Definitely the best game of this series. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm excited for this game six. I really do think anything can happen. I'm just happy that, you know, we finally I for a long time we didn't think this NBA season was gonna happen. So I'm really happy that it's happening. We've gotten some really good games in this uh in this series and you know, there's a great storyline regardless of who wins. 
So to wrap up for today, we're going to move on to the NFL. And I, I just want to, you know, kind of do this quick here. You know, not too much to talk about, I think. But I want to talk about the MVP race through four games, okay? We're a fourth of the way through the season. Um, it seems like we have a couple players that are kind of up there for the MVP race. So I want to go to each one of you and just we'll talk about one player each about who we think uh, is the MVP as of right now. So, uh, Trevor, I'll start off with you. Who is your MVP right at this moment? Yeah, so for me right now, it's Russell Wilson, and I think it's close. I think, like, Rodgers is in the hunt. I think, you know, Josh Allen you could make the case for. Maybe even Mahomes, although he hasn't played necessarily that great every week. He's had, you know, at least one or two games where he hasn't been quite uh, the guy he was, say, against the Ravens, where he was phenomenal. Um, but Russell Wilson, I think, is who I would give the edge to. I watched him uh, against the Patriots, and it was just crazy how, you know, no matter what the Patriots defense tried to do, what Bill Belichick was trying to do, obviously, Bill Belichick has this reputation of someone who, you know, he's going to take away whatever you do the best. But I, I don't know if he really did in this instance. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, they put up 35 points on the Patriots defense. That is a really good defense. They played very well. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy. He's been so accurate um, over this this season. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of touchdowns. I think I saw one stat where through four games, I think he had tied for the most touchdowns with Peyton Manning uh, during the 2013 uh, MVP season where he ended up throwing 55 touchdowns that season. And so I, I just think it's Russell Wilson, but it's a slight edge right now. I think there are other guys that you can kind of make an argument for. So... Um, I, I think Russell Wilson statistically is leading, but for me, I'm excited to see Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is the MVP right now, and I think him or Russell Wilson, uh, you can throw Mahomes in there, Rodgers, really those three, Rodgers, Allen, and Wilson are kind of the top three guys right now. Um, but Josh Allen, 12 touchdowns, one interception, um, he has the most yards out of all three of those guys, he's averaging the most yards per game, 331 at that. Um, he's really had such a fabulous year, almost 71% completion percentage, 122 uh, rating, and 87 QBR. Um, really, it's just been such a great year for him, and I would love to see him win. I really like Josh Allen a lot. I liked him when he was drafted. It's very funny to look back at that, that year's draft, which was 2017, whatever it was. or I don't remember. I think it was 2017. And um, you look at all the guys that were drafted, and they're pretty much as good as they were, but in reverse order of how they were drafted, pretty much. Um, not 100%. Obviously, Josh Al- or Josh Rosen's the worst out of all of them, but Baker sucks, um, and Allen and Jackson are really good. Obviously, Jackson won MVP last year. I think Josh Allen um, has a very good chance to win this award, and right now he is, would be my MVP of the league. Ben, wrap us up here. Let's hear your MVP, and we'll wrap up the episode. So I do think both of you make a great point. Um, I do think Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are probably the two front runners. They're probably the two easiest ones to make cases for. Um, that being said, I, I would probably have to agree with Trevor, Russell Wilson, and the reason why I feel like he has somewhat of a tiebreaker over them, over Josh Allen, because like you said, their stats are very similar. They both looked really good. But I feel like Russell Wilson, to me, um, he wins the tiebreaker because he's proven it before. He's proven it time and time and time again that he can uh, do this for a full season. Josh Allen, we know he's a good quarterback, but this is clearly the best start he's ever had to a season. Um, and I just he hasn't proven that he can keep this up for a 16-plus uh, game season. So I'd have to just go with Russell Wilson just banked on the fact that I have more faith that he can keep this up for the whole season than Josh Allen as more of an unknown because we just haven't seen as much as him as much of him in general. Yes, and I, I think both are really great really takes. I, I, I think Russell Wilson has a great chance to win um, just as much as Allen or Rodgers. Um, but I think that's where we'll kind of wrap up the episode today. We definitely have a little bit of a shorter one on hand. 
Um, but, you know, hopefully we have a good football Sunday, of course, or Ravens win. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today. We really, really appreciate all the support we've had on the podcast. Go follow our Twitter account. The link is um, in the description. It's at the small baller on Twitter. Of course, subscribe to the podcast. We're on multiple different platforms. I think like six or seven now, something like that. Um, so, yeah, go subscribe and whatever you're listening to us, too. Uh, we really appreciate that. Give us that five-star rating if you enjoy the podcast. Obviously, appreciate that, too. But like I said, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!